Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers. This is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode 316. I am your host, Jose. Thank you so much for listening. Today's guest is the wonderful Philip, who is actually the creator behind Wonderkin Scottsdale. And it is one of those, uh, I want to say, higher end places where you will go for any kind of higher end fashion. He is one of those individuals who's looking out for something in particular, very unique, very um unique to style and unique to fashion and unique to him so i want to just say we had a wonderful time and a wonderful conversation i encourage you guys as always to go check out the bios and check out the links that come along with it so that being said go to our website finding we make it easy for you guys to connect with us everything is under finding arizona podcast that's even in social media wise if you want to become a super fan patreon.com slash finding arizona podcast is where you will go to go sign up to be so if you want to also be a part of the episode or become a sponsor you can go do so by dropping us a line at finding arizona podcast at gmail.com there you will also be able to send us a line for the community cork board anything just to connect with us that's our main mailbox so that being said i want to say thank you to everyone who's been looking out for us wanting us to still be a part of this podcast world and podcast community we are continuing forward And I want to just say thank you again to every episode person who's been on our list and has come through. I am chugging along. We have in-laws here. We have, um, you know, the little guy. He is actually going to class. He has a library class that he goes to. He is walking around like a maniac, uh, touching basically everything. He's teething like crazy. He has more than eight teeth now so i'm just saying there's a lot going on in this household but i won't forget about you guys i am continuing forward episode 316 let's do it thank you again to philip we will catch you on the next episode peace out y'all Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in special guests every week, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to my new friend, Philip. Philip is coming back to us a second time. We had some issues the first time around, but he is the owner of Wonderkin in Scottsdale. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll give the floor to Philip to just introduce himself once again a little bit. Uh, so my name is Philip Mangizi, and I am the owner and creator of the store Wonderkind in Scottsdale, which is a brand new women's luxury boutique that carries clothing, shoes, handbags, eyewear, uh, and some home accents. So the nice. whole the whole world of a woman in my store. Nice, nice. So we did have a conversation before. I won't lie to anyone. We had some issues, but we had a great conversation. It started out just being talking about the COVID and just how it's affected business and life in general. Can you give us a little bit again what the things that you guys had did to pivot during COVID or what you had to go through during during that time? Because our conversation started out really great. And I just want to go ahead and just continue that. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, I I was definitely affected, you know, as everybody was. Um, I was working for another retailer in Southern California named Elise Walker Mm -hmm. um, when it all began. So we started working from home and I started doing my buying from home. I I had just come back from a buying trip in Europe Mm -hmm. and I had to to place all my orders and then I canceled all my orders a week later because the uh, LA shut down. 
Um, and, you know, I got really used to the, that rhythm of just working from home and, you know, being scared to go outside and interact with people. Um, but now I feel much more at ease with it. Um, yeah. and it doesn't really terrify me as much as it once did. Um, but you know, the, the silver lining of COVID is, is my store. Yeah. Um, because I had a little time to myself to think when I was locked down mm-hmm. and, um, I, uh, am I telling my podcast story? Yeah, go for it. Go for okay. it. Right okay. again. I love well, it. Um, well, so, um, the, ex-girlfriend of a family member of mine um she is an actress and during covid her she was not working because nobody was shooting anything yeah and she was bored and wanted to do something to kind of fill her time learn something new and challenge herself so she launched her own podcast which is called uprising her name is alviana min here okay and she asked me to be on there as a fashion expert and she wanted to know about what i did and at the very end, she asked me, what was next for me? You know, I've had a pretty good career. I'm still young. Like, what's the next step on this train? Yeah. Next stop on this train. Um, and, you know, nobody had ever really asked me that before in that way, where there was a microphone and it was going to be recorded and people were going to hear it. Yeah. And that pressure made me realize that I wanted to open my own store. And I told her that. Mm-hmm. And then after that, the wheels got to turning. And that's when the idea for Wonderkind was born. That so is, from there, from, from, you know, being stuck home on a podcast, that is where the idea for the store came from. One uh, wonderful story. And I, again, I say that because it does come from a podcast and just everything about it makes me feel happy about the things that I do in, as a podcaster, it's like, it does make some people I, I hope from our conversation do what you do think just think about it and just where you came from or where you started from and and what you what you plan to do for the future those types of things we all i think uh we want the we want one person to come truly affected when they have walk away from our conversation so that's really cool um the other thing that i would love to kind of start to get to know um the the history of because you had alluded to it in your conversation with the podcast was your your tenure to getting here and what you've done and who you've done it with um you know to train and develop your skills and who you are as a as an expert um can you give us that history and just kind of because it's it's interesting it's beautiful and it's just who you've worked with and and give us that kind of like because the scope of it and what it means to in the fashion world um, well, I, um, I guess my first job was working at a store in New York called Jeffrey. Yes. Um, and I got that job, um, when I was in fashion school, studying fashion design in New York, mm-hmm. and I wanted to get a retail job because I loved being around clothes and I, I liked being in store environments and yeah. I wanted to find a place that was the world of luxury because I've always been interested in luxury. Yeah. And I also, to be candid, just wanted to be able to wear like really crazy expensive clothes to school and like have that be my flex to the other FIT students. Yeah. So um, I discovered this store um, and I've told this in my in the last show that I was on, but there were there are famous SNL sketches about Jeffrey. Yeah. Um, And uh, basically they center around two like very bitchy salesmen. 
working in a store, constantly folding sweaters, insulting the customers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the store was called Jeffrey's. And I saw these sketches. I used to watch SNL every single weekend. And I thought they were making fun of the store Barney's, but they couldn't say Barney's on TV for some reason. So they invented Jeffrey's. Yeah. And then uh, I was recounting one of the, epi- one of the, uh, one of the sketches with a girl that I knew from high school. And she told me that it was a real store. So I couldn't believe that because I, I felt like I knew all the good stores in New York. So I went there one night after class when they're open late. And from the second I walked in, I was mesmerized. Wow. And I said, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I've got to work here. Like <laughs> this is the, this is the spot. This is really cool. Everything nice. in here is like making me, you know, like vibrate. And I just, I have to work in this store. So okay. I, I, kept bothering the general manager, email, uh, calling him all the time as before, really, I mean, texting, but calling him all the time, asking if any positions. Yeah. I got a cashier position and nice. I was a cashier there when I was 19. And from there, about six months into my cashier position, um, Jeffrey asked me to work on the sales floor okay. and I sold women's shoes and handbags for about a year. Nice. And then after that, um, I started working with them um, to buy for the store. Um, beautiful and a very fateful turn of events um so i bought i bought for jeffrey for seven and a half years Mm -hmm. um i bought all categories so women's and men's clothing shoes bags sunglasses fine jewelry cosmetics greeting cards i mean if we carried it i helped to buy it yeah along with jeffrey himself and one other person david rubenstein and uh i loved it um, but I decided that I wanted to leave New York because yeah. I was kind of burnt out on New York, mm-hmm. moved to Los Angeles. And I started working for Elise Walker, who I've known for many, many years from yeah. just seeing her in the market. And, uh, you know, I worked for her buying and I bought, um, well, I was a manager in her store for a year and then we'll club up about seven months. Yeah. And then, uh, I started buying for her and I bought all of her women's designer, uh, clothing, shoes, and bags, and all of the men's for the town by Elise Walker stores. That's beautiful. I love again. This is just I, I, again. I saw the the identifying names, and I'm just like, this is really cool, and kind of also needed because I say needed in the sense that Wonderkin, the name, comes from an experience. I guess from Elise, right? Is a name that is. Uh- it's it's from Jeffrey. Um, Jeffrey, okay, because, sorry. Because I started for him so young, I, I literally turned 21 on my first buying trip, oh. um, which was very unusual, by the way. I mean, in our first couple of trips together, um, some people asked Jeffrey if I was his son. <laughs> like, like they couldn't believe that he was traveling with a child uh, mm. who was you know, helping him buy in showrooms. Yeah. Um, but he often referred to me as his wonderkind, which the word wunderkind in German means child prodigy. Um, that, and yeah. he always kind of referred to me as his wonderkind. So the name of my store is a tribute to him because he really started my career. That is really great. I, again, it's one of those things, again, there's a story behind it and it's beautiful. And the fact that it's like, it can come off, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you take it, some people may take it as like, people are being mean. It's a, he's too young to be doing the job, but it's like, if you steer into it, it is something that it can make you. It's like, 
something that you can brand for yourself. And I love that you took it and you just went with it. And I love, I love that energy because that makes it yours and it makes it something that's special to you. And, and people who come in will ask what the name is. And I think that's a beautiful story to, to listen to and to kind of hear. Um, here's my other thing. So are you, I guess, what made you decide to come to Arizona and like what, what propelled you this way? Um, I've, I've been traveling to Arizona for a long time, mm-hmm. a long time to me. Um, actually the first trip that I ever came on with my parents, my first airplane trip was to Scottsdale when I was six years old. Nice. So it's the first place I ever came. And, uh, you know, I have two really good friends who live here uh, yeah. for half the year okay. and they invited me out and I started staying with them and I just love this kind of desert lifestyle i think it's a very beautiful place yeah it's a much easier life than everywhere that i've lived um and i've met some great people and i don't know it just feels like it's always felt like home to me good Um, i love that and uh but truth be told you know for me to go out on my own and go out on a limb and open my own store and put all of my creativity and physical energy and money into a new endeavor. I wanted to do it somewhere where there wasn't already a store like the store I was about to open. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't need to say something that's already been said. You know, I don't, I don't need to open a store in New York. There's dozens of amazing stores in New York that do kind of what I do. Yeah. There are dozens of stores in Los Angeles that do what I do. There are dozens of stores in Miami or Chicago or Las Vegas or all these places where there's luxury shopping. Mm-hmm. My con- kind of concept exists. Okay. But here, there are some great small boutiques, but nothing really that is doing what I'm doing. Got so it. when I thought of where I could have my own store in March of last year, mm-hmm. this was the first place that, thought, that I thought of because I've been here. I love it. I yeah. could see myself living here. I was married here. And it just felt like they don't have this yet. So I'm not going to waste my energy. You know, it's, it's something that people are going to be happy about and they're going to embrace because there's nothing else like it. Yeah. So it was kind of an easy decision for me. Beautiful. I love that. I love that. And how you came to that decision. I think it really says a lot about not only, you know, who you are, but also who we are as a community here in the Valley and in, in the greater uh, Arizona area. I say that because I would love to learn from someone like yourself who's been in the bigger markets like Los Angeles, New York, and all of these other places, what makes Phoenix or what makes this city, Scottsdale, wherever you're like, what can you absolutely vitamently say, like, this is what makes it different. And this is why I feel so you bound here. And this is what I've learned from the community. Well, it it feels like it's a place where it's all about like getting outdoors mm-hmm. and being a part of the community and 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 being with people. Yeah. And uh, you know, also just like not getting into the like kind of city BS. Yeah. You know, it's 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 a suburban like family kind of place and you know i'm not old but that's kind of where i'm heading you know i i did the new york city thing Mm -hmm. la was a lesser version of that and i think that scottsdale 
Enix is now an even lesser version of that. So I kind of keep going easier and easier as, <laughs> as, as I get older. I mean, um, it, you know, it's like, I, I just, I always say it's like, we're, there's so much going on here in developing wise. And it's like, there's something that makes this uniquely special. And the fact that there are people like yourselves, uh, like yourself who are experts and have done the bigger markets that just like feel uniquely bound here. And it, it, it may be coming from the community what the, and what they experience in the outdoor environment. But I just, again, my heart is like stuck here and I look out towards the other places and I don't want to go anywhere else just because there's some, <laughs> there's something here and there's, I, I don't know what it is. It could be the air or it could be something, but I just, you know, the love here and the way that I've built what I've done and just kind of the stories I've heard from the other community members and, and owners it's just something different and it's just uniquely different about the, the people who want to help one another and, and want to experience things in a unique way. So um, the other thing too, is I'd like to talk to you about, you know, the fashion realm. I'm not particularly um, an expert in it. I, you know, you and I started this conversation. I have yet to you know, experience that fashion world and in, in deep depth. So, you know, that's the other thing that as you start to learn about the Scottsdale fashion market and, and all of the areas that go around with, uh, I know that there's a, uh, a Scottsdale fashion week. Um, so do you know any things about that? And like what you tend to, uh, what you're hoping to tend to do with the community at large and the fashion realm at large? Um, so to answer your first question, I actually do not know much about Scottsdale Fashion Week. Totally fine. Um, the, the fashion weeks that I attend are the more, basically there are New York, Paris, Milan, mm -hmm. London, and I guess Tokyo. Those are like the big, yeah, big fashion uh, weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then there are more smaller regional fashion weeks like a Scottsdale fashion week so the yeah. ones that I go to are the larger ones so I yeah. do go to market and fashion shows in New York I go to Milan I go to Paris um, and then you know I buy brands from London and and Japan but they show in other cities um, but um, you know I think what I want to bring here is just a, a I hate to say that I want to elevate Scottsdale or, or Phoenix. Yeah. Um, because that, I think by saying you want to elevate something that makes it sound like it's like lesser <laughs> than at the moment. Yeah. And that's not what I mean. I mean that I, there are such great people here and it's such an international city. I mean, Phoenix is the fifth largest city in the United States. Yeah. There are people come, people who live here and people coming in here from all over the world and all over the U S I want there to be a store that has a real like fashion point of view from mm -hmm. somebody who has been to a lot of places and been to a lot of fashion shows and touched a lot of clothes and sold yeah. a lot of clothes. So I want to kind of use my experience to help foster more fashion knowledge in the area. Yeah. Because even if you're coming into my store, not to buy something just to look around, I want you to find beautiful, interesting things that make you think, yeah. um, that make you desire, um, that you wouldn't really find elsewhere. Absolutely. And that's part of the beauty of, you know, these luxury stores because they kind of are where the dream begins. Yeah. Um, and I, I want 
my store to be that place. I love that. As you speak and I, I listen, I ask myself, you know, the things that I've learned from um, trying to, you know, educate myself and, and try to really appreciate, again, textures, colors, all of these things that I didn't, you know, I didn't understand or know or, or you know, I, I grow fonder and fonder as I get older and like my closet becomes more my style and I start to dwindle out things that don't represent me or don't like, you know, don't fit right. Don't I like. So my fashion world is still developing. You are someone who has probably just run the gamut. I would love to learn from you as someone, you know, what has this world meant to you as grow as you grew up like what what were the things that kind of really stuck out to you because to me i didn't see that i i not high fashion world not i didn't see that i didn't grow up in that and i literally i would love to learn and understand like what was the first things that like popped to you like that you were drawn to um you know high end wise well the the love affair with fashion really began when i was very small mm -hmm. and um really started with disney movies okay. um yeah. or, or like movies we watched when we were kids yeah so you know i used to watch the wizard of oz every single day i love it and it's my favorite movie to this day oh, and awesome. i used to um hit pause whenever i would see the ruby slippers Beautiful. and i was just really mesmerized by that imagery yeah um and then there was you know, uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast when at the very end, when Belle wears that like yellow gown, like, and that was another like pause. I got to look at this. Yeah. Then I the started drawing. the shot where they're like, it goes from like, they're spinning and it just goes right around the whole dress. Oh, so good. So like that, those images were very strong to me. And then I started drawing those things. So I used to draw Belle's dress. Yeah. Um, and then I started drawing Cinderella's dress and I okay. just was instantly mesmerized by that. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, my mother is, we, we were not wealthy, um, but she liked to shop yeah. and uh, she was like, she, she had champagne taste on a beer budget. So <laughs> she would always, she was great at it though. I mean, she was the world's best to this day bargain hunter. So she awesome. would find like some, a really amazing, really expensive thing for like yeah. a really cheap price. So, so she had, so she always had great stuff. Um, but another, you know, strong image is, uh, there was a shoe designer who was very big in the eighties and nineties and seventies named Charles Jordan. Okay. His shoe boxes were bright red Got and it. her closet was just like mountains of red boxes. So when wow. she wasn't home and her and her closet doors were glass. And when she wasn't home, I would just stand in front of the glass doors and look at all the red boxes. And I was like, I thought my head was going to explode. Yeah. So, you know, it's it kind of started there. And then I don't know, I just I just became very interested in just design. So like I love architecture. I love art. Yeah. I love cars. Um, I love watches. And it's not because they're expensive. It's because I just like the I appreciate the nuances that go into making these things, you know? Yeah. And I don't know, it just it's always been a part of who I am. It, I was like automatically attracted to it from a young age. Yeah. And I don't know. I it just, it's, it's always been a part of me, this, this, this uh, desire for design and quality and 
um, materials and textures. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm, I'm literally, I, my fondness is again, like it's probably started out with, you know, animation and just like being able to see representation of drawings. And then it went from when I moved away from where I was originally living on the East coast to here in, in Arizona, I went to my tribe and growing up on that Indian reservation, you know, the textures were very simplistic. The colors were very simplistic, but everything had its purpose. Everything had an appropriate thing or it meant something. And that came from years and generations of symbology, texture using, um, developing the technique to make the sewing techniques and all of these aspects. And that was the thing that got me interested in saying, okay, well, there's something here. Why would a, why would a, a group, a small tribe like this put so much effort or so much thought and so much understanding to these simplistic aspects that are unique, but to their own are just like, it just got me. I'm like, okay, well, there's something important here. I have to understand. It. And that's where my, my journey went to going into higher fashion at the time my roommate was into Louis Vuitton and learning I learned that history and what he you know what the what they all went through then I went into Tiffany's and learning how you know you know that kind of art into you know structural pieces into furniture into all you know eames um going down I'm a designer myself um landscape architect and so that's the type of stuff that really just again it started to pull in and you start to learn those different historical aspects the different important aspects the different reasons behind these things and then the appreciation and the fondness grows and grows for now where I'm like you know, certain things that I wear, certain things that I I, I fond to, like a, a bolo tie that is unique to, you know, who I am. And I love my, I have a big bolo tie that has a spider on it. It is mine. It is me. I don't care what anyway. So it could be the most tackiest thing to someone. I love it to my heart because it was A, made to me, especially by my godfather, but B, it was just something, uh, it was just unique. It's just different. And you don't see it every day. So that's why I love well, fashion. <laughs> well, you know, it does, uh, it fashion um, and, and the kind of fashion that I sell these luxury investment items that you're really not going to get rid of frequently. Yeah. They do inspire memories and, yeah. and they do make you think about where you bought them, under what circumstance did you buy them? Yeah. Um, you know, do you love them? Um, and, 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 you know, that's, you know, also part of the reason for me to make a beautiful store, because when somebody buys something like that, I want them to remember where they got it and that they had a nice experience. Absolutely. And, but yeah, like, as you said, you know, when you wear something, it, it means something to you. You know, yeah. I, I don't, I don't buy, I don't buy a lot for myself, but I buy a few really nice things because mm -hmm. I like to have things that I love and appreciate. I love that. Thank you. I mean, again, Philip, I, I have these conversations sometimes and I'm always like, I don't, I don't know anything about what you do for a living. Like I honestly don't know. And I always worry and I just want to connect with you. And I feel like I have, because I think you and I share something very unique and it's that, that fondness for, um, the appreciation and meaning. And I think, uh, something that goes a long way is just, you know, taking the time and, um, 
just that appreciation. So I think you've done that here with me in this conversation about your business, but I also think you've done it with, you know, the time you've taken for your store and I wish you nothing but success. And I know it's going to be successful because you are a unique person that I I'm, I'm hoping that we stay connected because I want to help you out as much in any way that I can. So um, usually what we kick off here is I'm going to, I ask a one personal question and it won't be too personal. It just mostly, can you give us a little bit of like a routine that you like to keep in your repertoire, whether that's meditation, exercising, you know, anything that you'd like to keep and let everyone know that like, this is something that I like to do on a routine. Um, well, the opening of the store, um, nearly killed me and, uh, and, and I definitely got out of my routines, but, um, I do really like to do yoga. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was doing that at least once a week, often twice a week. Yeah. And for me, that's a great place to just turn your mind off because you need to focus on what you're teacher is doing you can't really think about too much and if you're moving fast through those poses yeah you can't you just it's a good place to like not think for an hour yeah and, for sure uh, i think we all think too much i th- I, th- I agree with you there's <laughs> a, there's that you yeah you you're hitting so I, I myself meditate so in the mornings before my son gets up I, i'd like to you know take a few moments just turn off the lights and be by myself and just really just, you know, take it in. Uh, I'll think about things that I, I'm thankful for and all of that. It's just really the mental of like, just get away, stop. Don't think about anything else. Just go blank and just be present. Um, thank you again. For, you know, this has been just a lot of fun getting to have this conversation um, towards thank the you. end. Oh, they you know you are someone I really do want everyone to take a moment. And if you follow the links and, and we're going to post everything again, please, again, help Wonder can just become the best um, boutique and just wonderful store that they can be and help it grow uh, from, from the beginning and then all the way to success. You are going to do wonderful things. Uh, so again, I would love to promote for you, but I leave it to you, the owner, to promote yourself here at the end, all of the events that you might want to promote, uh, your address, phone number, all the social medias go right ahead. Um, so, uh, our address is 7293 North Scottsdale Road. We are right next to the restaurant Roca Accor, if you know where that is. Yes. Um, our Instagram is at wonderkind underscore AZ. That's W-U-N-D-E-R-K-I-N-D. And no events to promote right now, but, you know, come in, check it out. I mean, yeah. see what this is all about and, and, and see what I think is the way people should be spending money. Meaning like the, what I think, if you wanna come into a store and treat yourself, mm-hmm. this is the kind of space where I think you should be doing it. Love it. Um, yeah. I, again, Philip, you are just an adoring person that I just hope nothing but the best. And we're going to help you in every way that we can. Please, again, if you have something in the future, send it my way. I will announce it out there that everyone knows this. This is an open door policy here with me. So before we go, Thank ladies you. and gentlemen, I have to do my little bit at the end here. You can catch every episode of Finding Arizona Podcast at our website, FindingArizonaPodcast.com. We make it easy for you guys to connect with us. So all of our social media handles is at Finding 
Fighting Arizona podcast. Last but not least, if you want to become a super fan, there's bonus content at patreon.com slash fighting Arizona podcast. And with that, at the end of every episode, we say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our little ones and pets. See you all on the next episode. 